Hi, thanks for joining our Lunch Break Podcast. We hope you enjoy the time you spend with Ben and myself, Paul, as we talk through issues in pastoral ministry as well as all things related to the NBA. Is that a weird combination? Yes, it's always peanut butter and jelly when you think about it. So grab your lunch and join us during our Lunch Break Podcast. Uh, welcome to our Lunch Break Podcast. Woo! Episode 10. Wow, double digits. We made it to double digits. That's amazing. We can't believe we made it this far. We are just chugging along. We're on a roll. Like yeah. We can't be stopped right now. We cannot. <laughs> Episode 10, we are talking about the NBA Finals so far. Oh, it's been crazy. But before we do that, what are we, what are we eating, dude? I'm, I'm eating some uh, curry fried rice. From, from our favorite restaurant, Chili Thai. <laughs> but uh, you know, you gotta get that, gotta get that curry in. You know, Chef Curry. <laughs> he went off last game, so gotta represent. And we will talk about that later on in the podcast. For myself, my wife packed me some fine Italian macaroni Ooh. and cheese <laughs> with some chicken nuggets. <laughs> Quite a combination. Indeed, I have a uh, the uh, palate of a ten-year-old. <laughs> So, just right up my alley. You might be uh, matching with your son not too too long in the future. So true. We're going to go to our favorite restaurants, McDonald's, (laughs) Wendy's, (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Yeah, so, anyway, so moving on. Yeah, let's talk about the first three games. We are three games in. Last night was game three. Mm -hmm. Uh, Toronto Raptors are up 2-1. What do you think so far? Uh, I think... It's really interesting. I heard I heard someone um, share a take that after this game three, the Warriors felt for the first time what the, the Cleveland Cavaliers fans felt. I think uh, that first um, the first finals that we won, where LeBron literally had no one mm-hmm. to turn to. That's why Kyrie coming love were out. Yeah. So um, I think it's it's been rough, but you know they they they've. The Warriors have never felt like they're just out of the game. Like I don't think they've ever, like game one and game three. They never. I don't. I don't think they ever led at any point. But whenever you're watching the game, it just seems like they're not quite out of the game. They're always right there. They just can't get over the hump. And to, to be at that you know that place with the injuries that they're going through, the issues that they've they've have to having to adjust. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a good place to be. Um, to be really honest, I mm-hmm. think the Warriors also they play their best basketball when they're they're put you know like they're they're pinned against the wall mm-hmm. when they feel like they're getting pushed back. And that's when they play their best basketball and put it together and they're able to focus. And I think other than Game Seven, twenty sixteen, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, you talk about back against the wall. You you need a you, you know, need one bucket. <laughs> the NBA, you need one bucket. Draymond and Kyrie took it. That know? was terrible. <laughs> That was illegal. I mean, you talk about back that was, the he should wall. be sus- Adam Silver should be suspended for that. But yeah. um, I, I do think uh, it's they're in a good place. I yeah. think with with you know uh, Clay coming back for the next game, I think there's a lot of optimism that KD's going to come back for the next game. So it's with the, with those things put together, I think the the Raptors just haven't looked like they're just putting it away. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it's gonna be a fun series. I think it's really gonna go the distance. Yeah. Um, it, it, there is a really good outlook that they could win the next three and end it in Oracle. 
It's an interesting take, yeah. Interesting take. It'd be a great take. It'd be a, like a very storybook. It would be way, yeah. It would be storybook. Crazy, especially if Katie leaves. I think just to end it in, in <laughs> yeah. Oracle, in, in that three peak. Maybe um, take, Katie will take another one plus one. Maybe. <laughs> they, there was that. They did one year in Chase, did you, Chase Arena did or whatever. Did you see that um, Katie t-shirt that Nike made? It's true. <laughs> it, it, show, it showed it all shows the cities. Seven. And then it's San Francisco at the bottom. And then it was like, like oh. wait a minute. They're what not in San Francisco play? yet. <laughs> Did they play some charity game in San Francisco mm. or a pregame or something? I don't think I don't think Katie's or ever pre-season? ever done that. No, I mean then you would have seen New York on there because he played at Rucker. So <laughs> oh Rucker Park, dude, dude, that kind of legend of '66 at Rucker Park. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Kevin Durant. We're, talk- <laughs> we're here to talk about Stephen Curry. <laughs> no, actually, we'll get to Stephen Curry later. But <laughs> but yeah, for my for me as a casual observer and a sad observer <laughs> and wanting both teams to lose in a sense. Um, <laughs> It's been a great series. Yeah. It's been really fun to yeah. watch. Um, you know, uh, all the uh, injuries aside, um, Toronto's just been playing ball. Yeah. They've been playing really well, especially the way um, Kawhi's been playing. He's not been up to par, but, like, everybody's stepping in and, yeah. like, playing well. And so, like, like you got to give the hats off to Toronto for taking that opportunity. Yeah. Um, making sure that, like, they win the game where everyone's out, you yeah. know, and only Steph Curry's left, you know? And Draymond, obviously, and Cousins, but, but, all that to say, it's like that's a that like if they didn't win that game, that's a big deal. Like oh, yeah. Toronto, like that's a huge mess up yeah. not to win a game when all those guys are out, you know. Yeah. And so, and trust me, I know <laughs> what it means to lose games that like you had to win that game. <laughs> you know, I I know that feeling. And so, this was definitely a big win for Toronto, and like hats off to them. And it leads us to this next question about what's the surprise. What's been the surprises in the finals? And for me, watching these first three games, like I would have to say, my number one surprise is Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. Is it Van Vliet? Van Vliet. Van Vliet. F V V. F V V. No, because this guy, I feel like of all the players that we've seen play and have any minutes on the floor, he has been the only one that's been like consistently good. Because everyone has been either good and then they had a bad game, yeah, yeah. things like that. But Fred Van Vliet <laughs> has been good. Like he's been he really good. Yeah. Um, and so he's been a huge surprise, and I'm sure like Toronto's loving it, and yeah. like like I'm I'm very I was like really really impressed with uh, with uh, with uh, Fred Van Vliet. And how yeah, no, I, I would agree. I think he's he's a huge surprise. I think um, mm-hmm. for him to play the way he's playing, man, there was last game. I remember like he caught some like uh, someone passing the ball with like, with, like, like two seconds, seconds left. left. Yeah. And he just like chucked it up, and I'm just and, and I'm just like I was literally sitting there like please no, because because it was him that shot it, and I was just like please. No. Oh, that was the dagger. That was the dagger. That was the dagger. So even 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 Danny Green like he he was six for eight I think at some point, mm-hmm. and then he just he just lost it. Mm-hmm. But then Fred Van the whole game and the whole series he's been mm-hmm. like he's been balling mm-hmm. balling out of his mind. Both sides of the floor too. Yeah, like he's been when he's been guarding Steph Curry, been good. he's been he's been doing really well. Physical. <laughs> Calm down a little bit. <laughs> but no, I think I think in terms of just his play, man, he's been good. Yeah. He's been filling in that role really well. And and I think that's a that's a huge thing too, is is the Raptors um, bench play has mm-hmm. been amazing. Yeah. I think people were saying that they, they look like the old Warriors, you know, with mm. an all around team mindset, their bench players filling in, playing huge, you know, huge roles yeah. throughout the series and just everybody coming together to make a play. Um, mm-hmm. and I think just watching them, it, it it does kind of remind me of that. And, um, I think for me, the, the biggest surprise, um, 
I think I, I think I would say the the Raptors bench. Like no. them coming, oh, the bench up, coming alive. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, Ibaka playing his role. Mm-hmm. Um, Ibaka with six blocks last night. Yeah. I think should have been seven, but he got fouled for a foul. No, he, it should have been it should have been less because what? <laughs> there was that one. There was that one um, uh, goaltending. In, oh, that's that right. Player. You're right. The goaltending. Yeah. Quinn Cook's goaltending. Yeah. Oh no no, uh, oh, no cousins, 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 cousins cousins that's right it hit the backboard first yeah. that's right that's right so should have been maybe six was fair taken away taken away <laughs> but no, Ibaka like uh, Thunder Twitter I was following Twitter on my and I follow a lot of Thunder Oklahoma City they're like oh it's classic Ibaka surge protector <laughs> you know like <laughs> classic Ibaka OKC Ibaka because he, he was just a rim protecting machine like he like averaged I forgot like like four blocks a game one season something yeah. crazy yeah. like that you know so it's like. Yeah, it was it was classic seeing um, Serge Ibaka play like that, and it's actually the reason Serge Ibaka is actually the like main reason I'm like slightly leaning for Toronto yeah. to win because you know I've said on record yeah. I just want Russ to win before any other superstar. Oh, but yeah. with these teams, with the players that are there, yeah. like I don't care who wins. Like if yeah. Golden State does a three peat, that's fine. If Kawhi wins another one, and Kyle Lowry is like, eh, I don't even know, I don't. He's like kind of up there for me. Like I don't really <laughs> care if he wins one. He yeah. feels like like him winning one is like if. You know, it was like JaVale McGee winning one. Like, <laughs> though, I mean, he's a better player than JaVale McGee, obviously. But but the reason why I do want Toronto win is because Serge Ibaka, because he's the last remaining Thunder player <laughs> that from the 2016 uh, Western Conference Finals, still uh-huh. representing against Golden yeah. State. So just for his sake, yeah. like just good blessing on <laughs> Serge Ibaka. Like, I just, that's why I'm like leaning so towards Toronto to win, but I could care less. I hope that both lose, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no. But... Yeah. Um, any other surprises? Like, Pascal Siakam's been good. He's he's always up and down, though. Yeah, his, his first game, he blew up, and then he's been do, having just good, good games. I think yeah, the last last game, game, he was bad. Wow. Yeah, he was like two for... Like, he did not play well. He's but then this game, the last game, he was he was okay. good. He was good. Yeah. I think, um... Yeah, it's been it's been a crazy, crazy series. Yeah. I think that, I think those, the Toronto side, I think the Warriors side, there isn't too much of a surprise, I think. No um, surprises other than... Draymond playing like really, really pretty well. He's pretty well. Yeah, I think he, I think he, man, he has moments though that I'm like, Draymond, what the heck was that? Like, he had some bad turnovers last night yeah. that I was like, what the heck were you thinking? Yeah. You know, like, um, but like defensively, he's always, he's mm. been running, like, he's been doing really well stuff. Yeah. But yeah, but well, I guess the only other, the, surpri- the surprises would be that the lack of superstar power, oh, here, it true. seems like. Like, Curry last night went really, played really well, like, obviously stepping up for the team and stuff, but. Um, but in general, overall, it seems like Kawhi Leonard has been super quiet. They've been defending him really well. Golden State has been defending him he really well. He had 30 last game, though. But, like, 16 free throws. Like, he did, his, oh, yeah. his shooting percentage was yeah, not strong. His yeah. field goal percentage wasn't strong. Um, so the, that was the same with Curry's game one. He had, like, 30-something. But he had, like, 14 free throws or something like Superstars that. Superstars have been quiet. Yeah, that, that's been a surprise to me. That, like, they should be going off. But they've been a good doing... Like, both teams have been doing a good job. Covering both, yeah, um, you know, scoring options. Yeah, know, so. that that boxing one. What is that? Oh, that's right. That's right. Nick Nurse did that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. The janky defense. No, that's a hot take. <laughs> yeah, um, that's good. But oh yeah, so there was a there was an issue that happened last night. Kyle Lowry dived into the stands in the front row for the sideline people. He, he, he dove into the stands. Yeah, did, what did he dive? Dived. <laughs> He dove into the stands. Um, and, uh... Young, if you're listening. If you're listening. <laughs> if he, I didn't spell dive wrong. <laughs> okay, that's different. 
Okay, this is getting personal. This is just your personal life stuff here and everything. Okay, we'll, we'll take this out. But, um, yeah, Kyle Lowry dove into the stands. Yeah. And while he was trying to get up, uh, a minority owner of the Golden State Warriors team, like, pushes him. Like, his arm. Like, pushed yeah. his arm. Got physical with him. And, uh, yeah, the response was, like, he can't be doing that, right? It's huge. It's huge. Man. Yeah, that was a big deal. Like Everybody stepping up. Like, LeBron was saying something. Yeah. And this issue has been happening, or this this has been happening in the league for a while now. Like, especially uh, Russell Westbrook has been a center of a lot of those interactions. Yeah. I think where fans are getting in Russ's face, uh, touching and pushing, putting camera phones in their face, them getting angry, knocking out of hand, like things like that have, have happened. And he's I, spoken up, and everyone has supported uh, um, Russ in those things and, and supporting Kyle Lowry now. I think. Has has there ever been that kind of a physical moment where a fan touched a player like that? I think I've, I'm I've, trying to think of just Russ's situations. Uh-huh. Um, in those situations, it's been a lot of getting in their face. There was one yeah, time in, um, it was um, Denver Nuggets, uh-huh. Gary Harris's buzzer beater. This is last season, not this past uh-huh. season, but the season before when Melo was still yeah. here. Mello's season, I'll call it that. Um, there was this huge fan yeah. <laughs> of the Denver Nuggets, both uh-huh. literally a huge guy, and also just seemed like he was on the, he's on the sideline, you know, so he's a huge fan, right? But... He like got up and like almost bumped Russ, like, oh, really? and Russ like pushed him away because he's like he was on the floor because it was a buzzer yeah. beater. Everyone's celebrating, some people are out on the floor, and uh, he was like, yeah, just bumps into Russ and Russ pushes him away, and there was some interaction there. And I don't know if he got banned or something like that. Oh. I don't know what happened to him, but um, things like that, yeah, um, has ha- have happened before. And so, but in terms of physically, like, I because I know even like there was that the- kid who ran out and hugged Melo during a <laughs> So you gotta Got protect the players. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do think there's a lot of situations with just name calling. I think that's that's like oh yeah, that is just terrible. Like for for you to just like it doesn't matter where what kind of like situation you're in, what kind of circumstance, but you can't dehumanize someone like that and mm-hmm. just yell at them, call them names, someone you don't even know. Like it's just that's just like on a on a human level, that's just wrong. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, that that's that's always disappointing. But then, yeah, I think this was the first time I saw an actual um, like a fan touch a player in that way. Yeah. And I think for me that was surprising because when I was watching the game, I it was really weird. I, I didn't I might have missed it, but um, initially you can't see the contact because yeah, it's like kind of off camera. It's like it's like on the the bench that's that's on the camera side. But then. Uh, I, I saw it afterwards because mm-hmm. everybody's like going like saying things. I was like, you know, could it have been that bad? Like, I mean, he's the one that ran into the stands. But then afterwards, I saw the replay of it, and I saw what actually happened, and I was like, yeah, that's just that's wrong. Yeah, you can't do you that. You can't do that. Can't like, do that. he's you know, like if you're gonna help him up, like that, you could you could touch him like that. But then if you're gonna like push him and shove him, mm-hmm. and for someone that's that's a minority owner of the Warriors, you There's know, no like, better repping that name. One thing I have to commend is the Warriors immediately responded to that. Yeah, and they immediately banned that owner. For the, the rest, rest of the finals, finals. yeah. And, and who knows what, what they're going to do after that. Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad that the Warriors responded quickly. Yeah. And then just kind of, um, you know, like, helped set that standard. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Can't get physical. Yeah. Oh, God. It's been crazy. Um, that was a pretty big moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, and <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I'm totally with the players here, like with, in terms of fans, like you just gotta, 
Like, it's like I don't understand some fans. Uh, like, I get that they're fans. Like, they're uh, really passionate. What are the cases? But it's like, what are you doing? Like, why? Why do you think you can just do that? You know? Yeah. Um, and what? What a lot of players say about uh, certain fans uh, that like go too far. Uh, like, I feel like it's totally true. They they treat players like zoo animals. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I think Rudy Gobert said spectacle. stuff like that. Yeah, Russell Westbrook has said stuff like that. Like, yeah, sometimes we feel like we're in a zoo. Like, that's what players have said. Uh-huh. It's here to watch us. You know, yeah. like and. And they think we're animals. It's like, no, they're yeah. people. Like, they're families. You know, they their feelings, their personalities, you know. You can't just say stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we hear stuff about uh, Derek Fisher and some Utah Jazz fans mm-hmm. when when he was with Utah one year and, like, there was something where he had to leave and, um, like, his daughter had cancer in her, in his, in her eye or something. Yeah. He had to leave a game for, like, a surgery or something like that. And Utah Jazz fans, like, making fun of him for that. Wow. Like when he came back on the Lakers no or way. Dallas or whatever he was at the time, like doing stuff like covering the one eye like this, oh, like making fun terrible. of his daughter. Stuff like that. It's like, that's terrible. come on. And that, and that's why Utah has such a terrible reputation in terms of fan They have base. a really bad reputation. Yeah, and especially what's happened in the last few years or last two or three seasons, I think, too. Um, a lot of players have spoken about Utah Jazz fans, too. So. Yeah. But, yeah, I just I just don't understand it. Like, it's like, what, like, well, like what goes in it? Like, do you really just see them as animals or like a spectacle or like some show? Mm-hmm. It's like these are athletes who like train really hard to yeah. do, like do well. And yeah, you pay good money to do that, but you don't pay money to, to you don't get that. That money doesn't buy you permission to de- uh, degrade somebody I mean, like in that. In any way. Physical. Yeah. Like, 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 money does not give you any sort of right to do that to anybody at any time. Yeah. So like, it's just wrong. I think, I think the NBA really needs to set some sort of regulation. Um, I think teams teams should also step it up, mm-hmm. where they they step out and um, I, I think you know it's it's hard to regulate that many people okay. um, in, in that kind of setting, but man that that like these are these are people you know mm-hmm. these these are people playing and they're they're playing the game that they love and and, and giving us entertainment through that, mm-hmm. um, but to to allow that kind of treatment is just terrible. Yeah. So I think they really need to do something about that. Well, anyway, let's move on. Um, the rest of the pod, I'm hoping to talk about just Steph Curry. Um, his legacy, his career, six-time All-Star, 2015-2016 scoring champ, 2015-2016 steal champion, three-time NBA champion, an all-rookie team, 2009-2010, six-time all-NBA, two-time MVP, one-time unanimous MVP. And yet, something's lacking, on I think, uh, both on the media side, I think on my side, even, like, we, here's the thing I can acknowledge about Steph Curry and me just trying to be as objective as possible. Uh, and I'll say this. I, I don't hate Steph Curry because I think there are a lot of people who do. Like, uh-huh. they try, like I see people on, on Twitter that are like, okay, yeah, I'm not that. I, who just legitimately are being haters and like looking down on his, his career and stuff like that. But, but for me, he is easily the greatest shooter of all time. Mm-hmm. Shooter of all time, right? Um, I, 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 am, I am, what is it? Maybe biased enough to like nitpick and say he's not the greatest scorer of all time, mm. but the greatest shooter of all time. I can absolutely, I think I can absolutely give that to him. And obviously, you know, his, I think a lot of people say stuff about his defense. And for yeah. me, like, I think he's a great defender. I think he's a good defender. Like, he's a, he's a playable defender, yeah. as a, uh, especially with team defense. And you mentioned this in a pod before, I think, during against the Rockets or something like that. Uh-huh. Like, you mentioned how he's a great team defender. And he is. I absolutely believe that. He's a great team defender. Um, Individual defender, it's like yeah, you can you can work a way around it. People can figure out, figure mm-hmm. um, their way around him. Um, and obviously, like all his his accolades, just in, in just in awards and stuff, like 
totally makes sense. But the the thing that's lacking is that Finals MVP. It's like why in the Finals you can you're the best player or you, at least there's argument about who the best player was in the last yeah. two seasons. But um, but you're arguably one of one of the best players on your team, best yeah. shooters on your team, and you're not being able you're not able to nab that. Mm. Um, Andre Iguodala has a Finals MVP. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, that's that's debatable, too, because some people would, would go back and say, Curry did have a case to win that first one. Mm-hmm. Like, he really, he legitimately had a case. I think the first few games, it looked like he kind of, um, he was figured out, almost. Mm-hmm. But he came through, and they won the series. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, I think if you look at his numbers from that playoffs, or that, that final series, mm-hmm. they weren't even that, that like, they were, they were pretty, they were pretty good um, for an NBA player. Uh, to, to, to play and score like that. I think the biggest thing was LeBron was their best player on the Cavs, mm-hmm. and um, Iggy did a great job defending him. That's right. They gave and, him a lot of problems. And it wasn't necessarily that Iggy scored a lot either. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Curry averaged like 10 more points. Than yeah, yeah. That, that so series. there was a legitimate case for him to win that one. Um, and then just having KD, it makes it tough. You know, and yeah. I, I think to be, for me, the, one of the reasons why I love Curry is that for him, it's not about being the, the best scorer. I think he understands beyond just um, getting the numbers is, is you can have an effect on the game even though you don't have those numbers. And that's why the Warriors are able to bring KD in. That's why they're able to build a team like they do. Because um, you saw it last game. Everybody out, Curry dropped 47. You know, I think he could have easily dropped more. I think he, he got very tired because of the way – yeah. That they play their off, they play their game is, is he doesn't usually play that many minutes, yeah. so it's really abnormal for him. So his usually his usual rate last game was probably like like days and nights like crazier than he's ever he's ever had, and it's probably on the level of like Harden, you know, um, in usage wise. So I I mean I get the point. I think for me it's 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 really hard because everything right now is about analytics, it's about numbers, it's about you know how much they're scoring. And the system itself makes it difficult because of how the Warriors play, the players that they have. Curry's not going to get all those numbers, um, and and I think just when you, but when you see the team, it's Curry. You know, it's about Curry, and whether whether KD's there or not, like when you see the team, it's always about Curry. Yeah, I think that's the part where for me it's like, no, oh, he, he's 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 legitimized himself as one of the greatest of all times. Um, you think he's top ten I, I can I, I would say top See, 10. I wouldn't go there yet. I would I, say top I wouldn't 10. go there yet. Yeah. I would maybe 15 top 10. I, I, think, I think there's people that would say that, and then there's people, like, once he wins the finals MVP, that, that's where I'm at. then it would solidify him in the I top think that's, 10. that's where I'm at. I think I'm, I, if he legitimately, like, if he had won last, like, last if they game, won last if game, they won last game, like, that was like, <laughs> that's yeah. hard to keep that from yeah. him. But, yeah, 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 yeah they didn't. So. <laughs> but, like, what you were saying, like, about him, how the Warriors play, and what Stephen or what Steph does, um, even like without the ball, yeah. like running off screen and things like that, like he has such a huge impact on the game. Such a huge not one. even doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> or like at least yeah. you know, like not shooting. He did shoot thirty-one shots last night. Well, it's because yeah, yeah, no one else is going to shoot, right? Yeah. Um, he, uh, where he is in game uh, game two, he only shot seventeen shots, mm-hmm. and game one, he only shot eighteen shots. Yeah. In the Western Conference Finals against Portland, he was like. 23, 22, 26, 25. So he was in his 20s. Yeah. That was with KD playing, right? Well, KD left in, the, in that series. In that series, he left. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, but then he just started taking less shots for whatever reason. That's a, that's a, like a significant amount. Mm. Um, and I guess it's because of the way that like I don't know why he's taking less. Or why I think start taking less shots. I think the first two games he ta- took less shots because. Literally, the Raptors' whole game plan oh, was right. stop Curry. That's right. That's and they hard. did a good job too. And that's why that's you. That's why game. throughout the series, you see people um, in the paint all by themselves. Yeah. Like off of, um, they they would they would roll off of the screen, mm-hmm. and, and literally just just no one around them. And I was watching. I was watching um, this YouTube video. I think it was like, man, uh, I think it was like the YouTube channel was like Coach Dan or something, mm-hmm. but he, he was he was just breaking down the effect that Curry has. On the opposing team, and it's just it, he 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 has such a gravitational pull, and Steve Kerr and the team are on su- are on the same page in the sense that no matter what happens, just just throw, we'll throw the same stuff out and then just just flip it and, and just drop you know just go towards the basket, attack the basket. Yeah. And Curry's pull, Curry knows it too. He yeah. knows what he's doing. That's why his plus minus is like it's I huge. think you can't trust. Yeah. Him. <laughs> yeah. You can't because you almost can't because his plus minus is like most of the time it's positive. Yeah. Um, and it's when he's and even when he's not scoring, that yeah. well, it's still positive because he when he's pulling people out of the paint, somebody else is getting in there, right? Yeah, in there throwing the lob up, yeah, with all over the cases. That happens so many times. Yeah, and um, and that's thanks to Curry. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Clay being there too, yeah, even helps the case even more. Yeah, but but yeah, Curry his his gravitational pull. Yeah, is, it's crazy. It's crazy. I I think last game he had thirty one shots because. Um, one thing that the Warriors did a lot more last game was Curry would bring the ball up, and he would be the one initiating the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, if he brings the ball up, he's passing it off to the big and then running, you know. But I think he he was he was on the ball a lot. Like his usage, usage rate was a lot because there's just nobody else. So I think just a lot of I think it's just tough because the analytics in in many ways don't necessarily support it support Curry, you know, because he just. Doesn't oh, take all the shots. No, no, I do. I do. I think so. Like, I, like last game he scored forty-seven when there's no other superstar playing. Uh huh. I think he could. I think he could drop drop those kind of numbers daily or like every game. Wait, wait, wait I don't understand. What do you? What do you what? So analytically, he he should be have higher numbers, which would then catapult him even further into the. Oh, whole that's what I'm Yeah, yeah. I think he, he should have higher numbers. His own team. Yeah, I think if he had if he had less, but that's not that's not his style. You know, that's not what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. You know, he he cares about the team. He cares about who's on there. He he he's welcoming everybody. You know, and, and it doesn't matter if it takes away from who he is and his legacy. But he's his legacy is that he doesn't care. You know, I think. Well, I think he cares. I think everybody cares. Yeah, everyone cares. But and they say they don't care. Yeah. Care. <laughs> but I think for him, it, he he understands mm-hmm. that his legacy as as a teammate almost is is greater than his legacy as an individual. And he's willing to put down his own individual accolades for the betterment of the team. Hmm. So, all right, it's tough. I think, I, and, and and a lot of what I say too is is could be seen as bias because Curry is my favorite player. Mm-hmm. Um, I try I try to style my game after him when I play basketball. So, um, I think it could be seen in that way. But I think in general, most people like you say he's top fifteen Probably, for sure. Right now, yeah. yeah, for sure, top fifteen. I, I think I could admit that. I think, like certain, like a few more, you know, finals wins, a few more, you know. I should say, uh, cap, uh, uh, disclaimer to that top fifteen comment I just made. I don't think I have a top ten right now, but I just really? won't put him there. <laughs> <laughs> I won't put him there yet. You know? I, I, it's it's hard. I think top ten is a huge like category. Do I have a top ten? 
But, but here's the thing. Uh-huh. I don't. I didn't watch Back to the Vault way back then. Okay. I, I'm looking at just some. I'm thinking about highlights and numbers uh-huh. things like that. I might be able to shape a top ten, but it, I bet it wouldn't include guys like Wilt and Matt uh-huh. because I didn't watch them. You yeah. know what I mean? Let Larry. Like I, I didn't watch them, so I don't mm-hmm. know what they're like. I can maybe. Like I probably like Kobe would end up in my top ten. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would have put Kobe in the top ten. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, think it's it's all really crazy to think about because I think um, one thing they're saying was that the uh, this is the first time a team has made five straight finals, a whole, uh, an entire team, team, team yeah. since I think the Celtics like mm-hmm. back in the sixties or seventies, sixties, seventies. Where's the stack guy when you need him? But anyways, hey, if we if we had more funding, we could hire hey. a stack guy. That would be great. That would be awesome. <laughs> but um, I think when, when you think about that too, I think they're saying, they're analyzing those Celtics and they're saying back then, they didn't have any, as many teams. They didn't have as many rounds in the playoffs. So for them, they could they could win one series and they'd be in the finals. You know? Like, it's, it's literally that. It's so true. Yeah. So for, they had people like, like back in the day, when it, like Kareem's day and whatever, yeah. like, they had like dentists like playing. Yeah, exactly. And you're and you're watching and you're seeing these Celtic teams and you're just like, how do they stack this kind of talent? Yeah. It's because they don't have the same they kind of like else. rules. Yeah. They don't have the same rules either. Like I drafting, it's like all about you pay them and then they choose to go with you. Yeah, and I feel like this era of basketball has just so much talent. Like way oh, more yeah. talent than in the nineties, oh, yeah. early two thousands, and stuff like that. Like, Definitely. Like it's. Easy, how much talent there is in the NBA right now. Yeah, and it, it's it's, I think that that's one of the biggest reasons why it's so hard to compare uh, eras. Yeah. Because there's so many things going against them, or 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 or, or giving one side an advantage versus the other. Sure. It's just so difficult. So, I think when it comes to like the greatest of all time debate, a lot of that has to be subjective, and a lot of oh, it has of to be a lot of it has to be emotional too. Like like you said, just you know, who who are the people that you watched? You yeah. know, and and. That's I think, uh, like I, I I love MJ, but I didn't I didn't watch a whole lot of his games. Yep. He was he was basically done by the time I really understood what basketball was. <laughs> yeah. you know? So it was you know it's 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 hard, mm-hmm. but Curry's the goat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, um, Curry for game one he was a minus nine. They lost. He was plus twelve game two. They won, and then minus eight last night. Um, even, even though he scored 47. Um, he definitely pulled off at the end just because he was tired. Oh, he, he looked tired. Could see, like, he could not hit a shot. I think there was he that was just one. Chucking, out of like, yeah. like, just, he was just using every all his strength. He was like diving on balls, like yeah. things like that. I think he needed like five minutes on that one um, loose ball where he he got tangled up with uh, Lowry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they had to jump off and he was just out. I was, like, was, like, I was like, wait. At one point, I was like, wait, is Bogut jumping? Like, I, when did that happen? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what's going on he played, here. He played 43 minutes last night. It was So crazy. he needed five minutes, and he didn't have it because he used it on a, like, second quarter. Oh, man. 43. That's, like, unheard of for, for Curry. Well, Curry played 47 minutes game four last round in the Western Conference. He almost played the entire game. There was 36 seconds really? that he didn't play. Yeah. 40, in, the, in the in game four of the last round? Uh, the last round, yeah. Really? That wasn't the overtime game either, right? Was there an overtime game? No, that was the overtime game. That was the overtime game. Maybe that's yeah, yeah, because because um, Dame missed the last shot. In that's overtime. right. That's probably what it was. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that makes sense then. But still, forty-seven minutes. You know. But and forty. He, probably got, he rested probably yeah, more than yeah. two. So. <clears throat> but um, yeah, Scott Curry. Um, what do you think his legacy is going to be? I think his legacy is. 
I, I I think one thing too about the NBA is when you look at like the the greatest of all times, like you look at very like physically dominating players, people who can dunk, people who just just are are crazy, and uh, it's like the quickest and the best. And and one thing about Curry is, um, I mean he's he said it himself, he's not the quickest, he's not the fastest, he's you know his his scouting report, like he he was drafted as a third point guard, he got two point guards drafted right before him by the from the same team, and in, in in the draft that he was picked, you know and. Um, yeah, it was Rubio. Uh, Rubio and then Matt Flynn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. For those people who don't know him, uh, yeah, that's how crazy. That's how crazy Minnesota was. That's why I left. Yeah, no exactly. <laughs> Rubio makes sense. Yeah, like... Matt Flynn. You, I don't even think he plays anymore. But those two, you know, yeah, dude, those two players. Uh, to uh, draft it before him, you know, so he wasn't he wasn't like this physically dominating player, but he was just skilled, worked on his craft, got better and better, um, and I think I think his legacy, I I'll, to be really honest, even though Curry is is my favorite player, um, I think his legacy will will never kind of reach that that peak, um, especially by the majority of people because mm-hmm. of the fact that. You know, he, there there are a lot of things that went well for him. He he was on the Warriors. You know, Clay was there. You got um, Draymond. Draymond. You got uh, KD coming. So all of these things and and his his I think Curry's desire for his team to get better is always going to be a notch um, on his own uh, legacy. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's tough. I think as a Curry fan, um, you know, but you know, I get, I'm getting the feeling around the league. Um, that Curry's finally actually coming into like being accepted as mm-hmm. he is, like or as one of the greatest, most dominant players yeah. of all time, right? Like, um, like I think it's finally happening. Like oh, they yeah. didn't like I think I gave it to him maybe two years ago. Yeah. The first well, the Katie's first year there. Yeah. Uh, seeing him in the finals, and then he hit this crazy three pointer, and he did those leg kicks with the Curry <laughs> force. I was like, oh shoot. Okay, I yeah. think I think I, I think I understand. I think I can give it to him now. Yeah. Like I, I was holding back, <laughs> like, and finally I was like, "Oh, that shot was crazy!" Yeah. And his celebration, his domination, that get like I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I can give it to him now." But, um, but I think people are finally getting to that point now with him. They're they're calling him the greatest shooter of all time. They're finally saying there are, people are putting him top ten mm-hmm. all the time already now. Um, and yeah, and there are guys like me still saying, "But that Finals MVP." Like, why mm-hmm. can't he be the finals of yeah. the year? KD being there obviously makes sense. Um, he says so himself, too. He's like, KD was clearly the best player mm-hmm. in the last two mm-hmm. final series. And he's saying he doesn't he doesn't need the finals of the team. Mm-hmm. Maybe he doesn't, but I think for a lot of people who are watching him play and thinking about the history of basketball, at least in the you know the years, is it 10 years that he's been in the league now, I guess? Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, um, yeah, he needs that finals of the team. Mm-hmm. Like, he really needs that finals yeah. of the team. Because all the greats... Uh-huh. We're considering the greatest of all time, yeah. finals MVPs. Yeah. If he wants to be in there, I think that's something you kind of just have, maybe have yeah. to have to be like in that top ten, top five conversation. You know, so. I, I I think a question that actually came up for me, and I think I think we gotta we gotta go soon, um, <laughs> is if okay, it's a two parter. First part, if he doesn't win finals MVP this year, but wins the finals, he has more than LeBron. Mm-hmm. Is he is he does is his legacy greater than LeBron? Um, no. That, that, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why I think the finals MVP is so important. If he wins the finals MVP yeah, so and though, the championship. Oh yeah, that that I mean that makes it better than LeBron's. I think. Oh, okay. I would put I would put Curry in front of LeBron there in, in terms of legacy. Yeah, yeah. Like, but because again, LeBron is such an all round 
like beast. Yeah. That like in terms of if you ask me who's a better basketball player or who I would yeah. start at ten, if you're saying prime Curry, prime LeBron, yeah. I'm probably gonna pick prime LeBron because he was a good shooter. I mean, other than the I mean, he's, shooting, he's six eight going against a six three like. But that's what I'm saying. Like, well, yeah, a lot of times the players I'm putting ahead of Curry like yeah. win because of just their physical size yeah, yeah. and shape. Or, yeah. Like I put Katie in front of him, but he's like. A, a foot a longer, both nature. ways. A freaking both nature, ways. yeah. Like this way and this way. Horizontally yeah. and vertically. Yeah. Like a foot longer There's no current. one like him in history ever. Yeah. That's, I, I think that's why I would put them ahead still. But um, but yeah, in terms of, if he got the final, if he finally got the finals MVP, he has four he has four championships, a three-peat, yeah. four championships in five years. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that kind of does it, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, puts some top 10, like solidifies top 10 all the time. Uh-huh. Top for me, anyway. Yeah. Maybe some people are still going to be stingy and nitpicking mm-hmm. and be like, no, he needs another one. Or he yeah. should have won in 2016 yeah. or, or 2015 or whatever. Yeah. And, but at that, that point, I'm like, no, let's look at look at him. <laughs> like, look yeah. how he plays. Look how he yeah. impacted the entire... So, and this is where I'm saying his legacy is. Mm-hmm. is the way he impacted basketball today. Yeah. you got shooters everywhere. Yeah. It's a guard-dominant league because yeah. of Steph Curry. Not because John Wall or Russell Westbrook. Or those, they, they've had their contributions in terms of athleticism and the type of guard you want yeah but in terms of like no spacing and things yeah. like that it's it, that's like all on changing the game exactly he, the way he changed the game and forced the conversation to be guard dominant um guard dominant uh teams yeah where you can shoot like that's that's Steph Curry's fault mm. definitely um and I think that's his legacy mm. is that like he he swapped the game up from uh like uh, what is it Outside or inside out, yeah. to, to kind of outside in. Like yeah. you, you gotta start with perimeter shots yeah. if you can. And if you get an easy layup, go yeah. for it. But but you need to shoot the ball. You need to be able to shoot. Even bigs have to shoot now. Yeah. Like that's how crazy this league is. Brook yeah. Lopez, you know, <laughs> like the Team USA, because he's a yeah. big that can shoot. Yeah. Like that's yeah. insane. Yeah. You can't imagine Shaq shooting. <laughs> You know I mean? That's when it was still inside out, right? I, like, I watched that Uncle Drew recently, and he did hit a three pointer. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know, if, I don't know if that's like real. Or <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, to me, like that will be his legacy more than anything. Is that now mm-hmm. everybody's shooting threes? Yeah. And some people were saying, like early on when it was happening, when he was when he started coming up and he was shooting threes, and it was spectacular. Like everyone's like, no, it's got a basketball. Like was, <laughs> I remember Mark Jackson. Yeah. Like, these young kids now, he's a bad, Steph Curry's a bad influence on young basketball. Wait, Mark Jackson? Because, Mark Jackson said this. It was specifically <laughs> him. Because it was like a year or two after he, like Steve Kerr took over. Yeah, yeah. But he was like, it's a bad influence because now these young basketball, they, they think they should just be chucking up threes all the yeah, time now. Yeah. You know, they got to learn the fundamentals and stuff yeah. like before they get to that. Yeah. That's what guys like Mark Jackson was saying. <laughs> and, uh, and a lot of people were agreeing with him. And, uh, but here we are. Yeah. Like, you know, five, six years later and... It's like, now you have to have it that way. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to win a final. You have yeah. to be Golden State. And to be Golden State, you have to hit threes. You know? like, so, yeah, I think that's, that to me, more than the final. I mean, the three-peat is going to matter. And I think it'll be huge. I think it'll be huge. In terms of individual legacy, yeah. the finals MVP will matter. But um, the unanimous MVP, that 2016 year was crazy. That was crazy. Like, still losing. 402 three-pointers made that's right. in the season. That's right. That's right. 400. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But his impact on the game and how he changed it, that's yeah. the thing that's going to be. I'm gonna, I, I know that every time I pull up for a three-pointer on yeah. the last break, which makes no sense. Yeah. No one would ever do yeah. that. Like, every time I, I do that, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah. I'm only doing this because I saw, I saw Steph do this. Yeah. You know? like, Hurry! Yeah. So, um, yeah. No, I think I think even even uh, if you look at a lot of NBA mock drafts now, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. After Jesus. after the main guys, you got you just got three and D players just yeah. one after another, and you see you see big men drop, you know. And I think that's one of the big things is even even a guy like 
Taco Fall, who's a 7'6", like 300-pound like center. He's 7'6". <laughs> A lot of people are, reach like ten feet. It's crazy. <laughs> like like if, ten years ago, ten years ago he would have he would have been first pick. Maybe maybe like he wouldn't fall out of the top three for sure. Now you're just like, mm, can he hang? Can he hang? <laughs> can yeah. he hang? If you can't guard the perimeter, yeah, exactly. Basically, if you can't guard Steph Curry, you're yeah, one. you're oh. talking about a guy that can literally dunk without jumping off the ground, <laughs> and and you're like. Kenny Hang. That's crazy. He's gonna be successful in this league. He's he's literally eliminated players yeah. out of people's you know draft boards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just crazy the kind of like if you're a three and D, if you're considered a three and D player, even if your your three point shot isn't like exponentially greater than everybody else, yeah. like you're automatically pulled up, you know, pulled forward in draft because you're gonna help guard people like Steph Curry and you're gonna help spread the floor, you know. So you know, like like Steph Curry. So it's just it's crazy. Um, yeah, I I I do I do think. Uh, a three-peat with that finals MVP would solidify him. But I do also think that, you know, it, for, for Curry, like his his, his um, legacy is, is still far from far from over. You yeah. know, shooters last a long time. That's true. That's so true. He's got a long ways to go. He's got a long ways to go. You know, he think, I think um, he will end up, you know, the greatest shooter of all time. Most three-pointers in, yeah. three in his career. I think yeah. he'll, he'll end up with that. And, yeah. um, he'll be like Stockton's assist record. Like nobody's touching yeah, it. Yeah, nobody's going to touch it. And I think it's just... And, and to, to think, like, and that, that his legacy is going to be crazy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully. Oh, my gosh. Are we late for war? Oh, gosh, we're so terrible at this. Well, Ben and I are on our way back to the office. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed your lunch and our lunch and the conversation that we had. Uh, if you have any comments or questions about the conversation that we had, you can email us at ourlunchbreakpodcast at gmail.com or you can download the Anchor app. Uh, the Anchor app is where we are recording our podcast. Uh, there's a cool feature on there where you can leave uh, a voice message or a voicemail uh, for us so that we can listen to later and uh, we may, maybe we'll respond to it in a later episode. So please feel free to do that and uh, you're invited to lunch next week. So please join us next time uh, at our Lunch Break Podcast. <laughs>